There's a bunch of crazy stories written by the Brothers Grimm. And now you're gonna learn all about them, listening to the Brothers Grimm. I was reminded the other day of a fantastic podcast. I don't do a whole lot of podcasts, but I was reminded of this amazing one called My Dad Wrote a Porno. And it is this regular old bloke in England um, and his retiree dad, normal guy, decided that he was just going to start writing erotic fiction. And so what does one do when one's father starts to write erotic fiction, but get a few of your friends together and record a podcast about it, breaking it down chapter by chapter. <laughs> and it is at least the, the first season was hilarious. I, I seem to recall it trailed off a little in season two um, when they got into the second book. Um, but it was, it's uh, definitely, definitely recommended. I'll, uh, I'll check it out. I, myself, during the pandemic, I don't know if I told you this. I don't think I told anyone this. Wrote a porno? But I, I wrote some erotic fiction. Really? Yes. I wrote, it was a short collection of four stories uh, called a port or any port in a storm. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic metaphor. You know, I, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm sure at some point we'll be looking for filler. <laughs> talk, talk all about that. You, but you I, may, I, you may not be the only person to write erotic fiction during the pandemic. I don't think so. I don't think I am. But um, I digress. Uh, <laughs> my name is Philippe, and my name is Mike, and we are uh, two friends who met a long time ago in the far off land of Northampton, Massachusetts while we were both attending the University of Massachusetts at Amherst. And there's more on why we met in Northampton <laughs> instead of Amherst in a little bit. I am a new parent. And as my kid has no idea what I'm reading to him, but likes my voice, I bought a gorgeous edition of Grimm's. And I started reading Grimm's to the kid because uh, he, he like again, he likes my voice. And you know what I was reading first was I bought a, collection gold little golden books mm -hmm. and what you know pokey little puppy <laughs> and things like that i uh hated it i i we read through it twice <laughs> it took so little time and i was so bored and I, I realized i needed something better so here we are yeah my my kids who are older they grew up on door of the explorer books um and that's that's bonkers for different reasons <laughs> Oh, we have a friend that wrote a kid's book or two. Pop Tropica. Pop Tropica. Anyways, okay. So that's the backstory of us. And now to the housekeeping. Um, <laughs> something we mostly cut from last week is talking about what the Arn Thompson Index is. Oh, right. I mentioned it. The Arn Thompson Index is an index for people who study folklore. Uh, it basically separates types of stories into... Uh, types <laughs> so if the frog prince and or faithful henry or hourly if that specific one is a species then the atu number would be one step up which would be the the genus or family something like that king phil came over for great sushi there's the kingdom phylum class or class family order. genus species so yeah so it's one up so it separates the stories into types of stories how did i make it to 46 without that mnemonic how did you not know that one i don't how know you, I, how I did somehow... you remember how did you remember uh kingdom phylum class order family genus species i didn't i somehow <laughs> made i somehow made it through biology 
without memorizing that longer guess, than yeah, I needed I guess, to for a test. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's only that's one question on one test. You don't, you don't need it. Okay. Um, Literally not using it now. Yeah. Lastly, the final thing is uh, for cleanup is I cut any discussions about us being roommates from story one because this week <laughs> is the first story we have with wacky roommates who decide to uh, keep house together. And Grimm's is filled with just so much of this nonsense. Oh, this, um, this keeps going? Oh, it's not just cat and mouse I, or you know, it, or whoever. It's But yeah, there's one, I think, it's like the, the, the funniest one I've seen so far, I'm only up to story 30 or so, is it's like a duck, a fox, and a sausage. <laughs> An anthropomorphic sausage. Nice. And we'll get to it, but it's awesome. That sounds and, like a logic puzzle. Like you yeah, no, I know. Across, you got to get them across the river and have a <laughs> rowboat. They don't do it well because the sausage does get et. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. There's a oh, there's a there's a big old theme for uh for, for if you do not pick your roommates correctly, and maybe we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit once we get yeah. to the um the moral. <laughs> it's a very succinct moral. Yeah. <laughs> so cat and mouse in partnership. Fairly straightforward. The the idea is that there's a cat. And there's a mouse. And after some back and forth, they decide to live together. They've become friends against all laws of nature. And they decide they're going to, they're gonna, as you said, keep house together. With winter approaching, they decide that they should buy, buy a pot of fat, which I guess is what one did in the time. Yeah, like you did. Um, to, uh, you know, to, for, for some rations to get them through when things get lean. And they store it at the local church, which they figured would be the safest place. Who's going to steal from a church, right? <laughs> I've and always found churches to be quite safe. I, I actually find churches to be a fantastic place to steal. <laughs> they just leave the holy water lying around. That's um, true. So so they, they buy a pot of fat. They go in on it together. They buy a pot of fat and they store it at the church. And not long after, this is where we start to see the the nature of the cat. The cat is just, just can't stop thinking about this fat. So tells the mouse that her cousin had a baby. And that she has been asked to be the godmother and attend the christening, um, and says, "You you stay here for the day. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out to this christening, and I'll be back." And makes haste for the church and licks the whole top of the fat right off the pot, and then spends the day lounging around. And uh, she comes home late, and when the mouse asks her what the child was named, she replies, "Top off." The mouse thinks this is strange, uh, that- and then. <laughs> so this this repeats uh unsur- unsurprisingly the cat uh can't help thinking about that fat it's not even winter yet can't help thinking about that pot of fat uh makes up a story about another friend who had a baby and she's been asked to be the godmother and attend the christening so she ha- hides off for the day um gets through half of the the pot of fat again spends the day lounging around comes home late the mouse inquires as to what the child was named and the cat repeats uh, the cat says half done and the mouse thinks this is quite odd as well. Can I interject? Oh, please. Uh, real quick. I, it's uh, the, what the mouse says after the second time is, and this, this is the, the line that I, that I, I thought was very funny. It's like, well, no way is that in the name in, or is that name in the calendar of saints? <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. The, <laughs> the dialogue in this is, is, is very nicely written. Yeah, I, I I like the calendar of saints, and I I, I can talk more about that later. I have yeah. but okay. So uh, so the the 
the mouse is flabbergasted. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then sure enough, there's the third time, and the mouse is yeah, at this point. The mouse is like, oh yeah, yeah I'm sure it's going to be named something something ridiculous. And sure enough, she goes and finishes the pot of fat. Uh, comes back late in the day. Um, asks what the child was named, and the cat replies, "All gone." And of course, the mouse again flabbergasted. And so yeah, so the the pot of fat is gone. Winter starts to set in, and they get low on food. So the mouse suggests they go out and hit up that pot of fat, and they get there, and sure enough, it's empty. Uh, still in the same place, but it's empty. And the mouse immediately knows what's been happening. Um, and while the mouse is berating the cat, saying, I knew all along, blah, 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 uh, the cat threatens to eat the mouse if she says another word. And unfortunately for her, those words are already coming out of her mouth, and the cat just gobbles her right up. And the the story ends with the 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 moral, and that is the way of the world. Uh, so okay, delightful story. And I, as you're getting more into it, this is one of the simpler wacky yeah. tag teams that are tag teams together. Because uh, <laughs> it gets it gets a lot weirder. But um, uh, quality gaslighting from the cat. Oh yes, like the whole time. And I also like the first time the cat or the mouse is like that's a weird name and the cat's like shut up you're you're fucking god kids named crumb stealer so i wouldn't even you know that's not in the calendar of saints either crumb stealers i like that one (laughs) uh thank you for the summary it's a short story it's one of the shorter ones and this was like what a page yeah page and a half page and a half yeah what do you think i've got a couple ideas for morals that's the way of the world i guess i mean they they kind of put that on themselves but i have i have some other ideas yeah i don't know what to make of a moral i mean it's it's basically the 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 weak are fucked yeah right (laughs) well i don't know maybe the weak are fucked maybe maybe i'm I'm being too simplistic it's funny though maybe not but so the story type that the the scholars put this in is arn thompson type 15 so early early one of one of the, the the first types and it's the story type name is called Stealing Your Partner's Butter. And all of it is two animals move in together, but they're not two of the same animals. Let's see. Uh, you know, oh, it'll be like a wolf and a, a cat if it's not, you know what I mean? Like, or a wolf and a, a small dog or, or whatever it is. But like, it's it's just, there's something like much bigger, stronger. There's a, there's a power difference. There's a power difference. Yeah. So I had a, I had a couple ideas for me. The the easy read is if you're going to be roommates with someone, uh, make sure it's someone you trust. Yeah, like someone you have to trust someone's nature, which is what you're saying. You know, don't move in with cats. And there might be from the Brothers Grimm's perspective, they were all you know in in the area of what is now Germany, but what was being was I think occupied at that point by France. And so it might just be like, oh, these French types. They come in here, they roll up and, you know, and then like, they'll say that they want to be friends with you and then they'll steal all of your fat. Oh, so a, a woe is me reflection of the times. I thought maybe, I'm not sure. Another moral, possibly don't just, just don't trust cats because I have two cats and I would not trust either of them with even the smallest portion of my life. Yeah. Cats are universally the worst. Um, and then lastly, I guess, don't trust anyone, maybe, if they name their kids something fucking stupid. 
Who's that lady? I, think, I don't know if she's an anti-vaxxer. She was like a movie star or something, and now she sells like all natural. Uh, the company would be Gloop, I Gloop? believe. <laughs> and you would that... be referring to Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, okay. Who named her child Apple, I believe. Apple. Yeah, I, you know, and I don't even, she's not the only one that's named her kid something stupid. No, and Prince, like, you know, Prince and Blanket and Paris. <laughs> I would say those poor kids, but actually, you know what, fuck it. It's not, I, I'm not saying money solves everything, but. Right. I got picked on a bit. I fought back, so it wasn't that bad, but I got made fun of a bit as a kid. And I think that if I had had $50 million, it would have been easier. You might also have been more popular. <laughs> yeah, someone might have wanted to come over and hang out in not uh, my house I lived in, in in beautiful Lakeville, Massachusetts, but to the mansion by the pool. Um, all right. Anyways, uh, yes, uh, so that's story type uh, number 15. The story was published in the first edition. Also, usually story number two. Nothing almost has changed in the last 200 years. Um, did you have uh, did you have any notes yourself? Um, I've, I've got a few things. I, I like the language in this story. It's it's a simple story, but there's there are a lot of little gems, little wording choices that I think reflect the, the relationship between the cat and the mouse and the, the personality of the cat herself um, in subtle ways that you don't pick up on until the second or third reading. In the in the very first sentence, there you know, it's describing their relationship and how they came to be housemates. And the wording is at length, the mouse agreed, which I, immediately you realize like the cat's been pushing for this and belaboring the point until finally the mouse gives in. It's the cat's idea to buy the pot of fat. So I probably not all planned out from the beginning. This cat seems impulsive and kind of dumb. Um, <laughs> which if you have ever owned a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's sort of some of the some of the interesting things in the in the setup that I thought were were interesting to sort of lay out what the cat is like. I think that the cat detailing what each of the kittens that was born looks like was unnecessary detail for the cat. I don't I, I mean she doesn't need to sell the the, the story to the mouse. I mean, after the second one the mouse doesn't believe any of it anyway. But she goes on about, oh, you, this this one was born with a white ring around its neck, and I must attend. This one is all black except for white paws. So she's 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 got it's a, it's the cat's nature. I do agree the the language. There's two things I, I liked a lot, which and this one's just interesting. I don't know what this says about anything, but um, a certain cat, and this is the the start of the story. A certain cat had made the acquaintance of a mouse and had said so much to her about the great love and friendship she felt for her that at length the mouse agreed that they should live and keep house together which so like they do love each other to start um and then the cat's nature just gets it i know too this one this line i liked the cat gets angry and says you sit at home said the cat and your dark gray fur coat and your long tail and are filled with fancies because you don't go out in the daytime and it's like it's i thought like very good very good gaslighting yeah that is textbook which is funny to see this, you know, that that far back. We like to think we invented it in our generation, but we just <laughs> we just gave it a name. We haven't invented anything. Like there's, there's that is true. Parents in the year zero were talking to their kids about, oh, I, you know, you're going through puberty. All right, well, you know, you well now you're gonna bleed once a month for <laughs> until you're like fifty five. You're gonna you're gonna be great at this parenting thing. <laughs> 
one you know one thing we did invent as an aside uh my my kids constantly feel like they invented all different kinds of internet slang like cool spelled (laughs) k-e-w-l and it, it goes on and i i distinctly remember when we invented that stuff and yeah they they don't did, believe me so it doesn't matter did, that's fine did people in the 60s before there was an internet did they invent that stuff too i mean there was comics spelled c-o-m-i-x true harry crumb yes crumb crumb yeah i think he was spelling shit like that like k-e-w-l yeah you know come to, as soon as i said it i realized it's probably we, we probably <laughs> didn't invent that either yeah I, I mean, I'm certainly there was there was a point where someone invented the word cool. The cat has these nuggets of wisdom <laughs> while being a glutton that are fascinating as well. One is nothing ever seems so good as what one keeps to oneself. Okay. Which I totally buy. I don't want to share the fudge bars I have in the freezer. <laughs> With a bunch of ungrateful kids that think that. They invented the word cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other is um, when everything is eaten up, one has some peace. Which I I can see that that's a, you know, as, as long as that pot of fat is sitting there uneaten, it's it's like a little, it's a mental to do that you just haven't crossed off. If I had cigarettes in this house, I would smoke them. I, I think, I mean, I haven't smoked now in like a year, a little over a year. I guess, yeah, I guess it was around New Year's, so a year and three months. Yeah. But you know me, I've been over my life uh, on again, off again smoker. Yep. I stopped smoking for a few years and then I traditionally started again. I hope now that the, the kid is here that I won't start up again, but I've said that every year since I was 16. <laughs> I first quit and then went to UMass and met a bunch of smokers. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, we could talk about how we used to be roommates. I don't know if we can, like, if I could put this in earlier in the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's we, a it's a wacky roommate story, certainly. It is. We were. It was you and I and uh, Rachel, who uh, does not talk to me anymore. That's, oh, that's okay. a shame. It is a shame. <laughs> she, it's funny. She and I dated for like a year, but we didn't once say we were dating (laughs) we were each other's primary people without ever having said that that was what was happening so we dated the entire time we lived in florence for the most part i say we dated we we never said we were boyfriend and girlfriend but that was obviously what was happening obviously Um, i she and i later talked about it but yes it was i mean we were certainly sleeping together we were living together i like technically <laughs> well you and i were living together too yeah but i wasn't having sex with you i was <laughs> you, you 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 never invited me into your bed with whoever you were dating at the time which i think was heather um that would be accurate <laughs> right yeah. uh anyways uh rachel was there this is all gonna get cut <laughs> <laughs> rachel was there and was it, it had to have been tyler Ty- yeah. yep that was the first, maybe the first time I lived with Tyler. And then we got in trouble. I was thinking about this the other day. Tyler and I one time stuck speakers all around the neighborhood. And well, not around speak- the neighborhood so much as right outside the windows of our house. Like out no, in we, the yard. We ran them down the we ran them down the road a little bit. I think we were putting them in bushes. 
maybe it went, maybe see. it never left the property but um and then one sunday morning at like six in the morning played chopin <laughs> and narrated it over and microphone. Narrated it. it was so loud and everyone got so mad at us and they weren't happy with us anyways no we, they nobody on that street liked us no one like no one liked us there was the neighbors the cross the street neighbors who had a 17 year old that came to one of our parties once uh and then they got really mad at us and i was like who who what who are you people <laughs> like <laughs> she I went over you? to your party i'm like i don't remember ever seeing her but considering how much backwater punch we were drinking at the time i it's not surprising that i don't remember her. yeah I, I don't remember this at all oh yeah no that happened the neighbors you this was the then there was a big thing you wanted to send apology letters I wanted you to send apology letters. You wanted me to send apology letters. (laughs) Tyler Tyler. Tyler was dead set against the idea. So I told Tyler, there's no way in hell I'm going to do that. I'll just tell Johnson that I did it. And then I told you, I'll go do that. But I'm not going to tell Tyler that I'm doing it. That way the neighbors, they'll get their apology letters. But Tyler can stand on the high ground that he believes is the high ground. And I did. I sent the letters to everyone. Maybe I didn't tell you that I wasn't going to, that I was going to tell Tyler the lie. <laughs> <laughs> the tangled but, webs that we Oh, leave. the tangled, yeah. Then uh, then everyone, we all got into a big thing. Because I didn't, that was the year that I, I failed out of school. Um, so it had to be 90, 98. Because I got mono. And died in the hallway. And died in the hall, or almost died in the hallway, and everyone walked over me except for you. <laughs> Eventually, after two hours, was like, "Phil, are you okay?" And I had been passed out. <laughs> I think it was more than two hours. Was, I couldn't move. I know that. In, uh, in I, my, was... I, I seem to recall it was like twenty-four hours. <laughs> Florence, Florence was a weird roommate situation, but yeah, uh... that, yeah that, that it was. <laughs> but uh, ties into this, so. Okay, that is <laughs> da, da, Grimm's da, 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 story da. number two, <laughs> Cat and Mouse in Partnership. The end. Sorry, I just totally spoke over that. No, that's okay. I think we we both had a lot of that in the last podcast. I'm trying not to speak over you this time. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I've screwed up a couple times, but no, I just, like, you were trying to do an official bump, and I just, like, noodled over it. That's fine. <laughs> Noodle away, my friend. And then we shall take the noodles and we shall put the noodles into the soup. (laughs) 